You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today, I know I said on yesterday's show we're going to be talking a little bit about Anaya Smith and Kenyon Green. I spent so much time on Anaya Smith because if he's such an essential role player that I felt like I had to do a whole nother episode going on to Kenyon Green and what he means to this Aggies roster. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, again, this is one of those times where you look at Texas A&M and you think, okay, everything is going right. In life, that's not always the case, but there's always a couple of moments in your life where you have everything going, where you have the job, where you have the money, where you can splurge a little bit on things, where you feel comfortable enough to where you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck, where you don't have to worry about every daily other things that most people do. Texas A&M has that feeling probably after the 2020 season, as they should. One loss to Alabama, And not only was it one loss, it was one loss that the same team that played in the national championship lost by the same score to, and they had seven games and were trying to prove that they were the best team in the the country, not named Alabama. Clemson looked better. I thought Notre Dame at times looked better. I thought that there was a lot of teams that looked better, A&M included in that list. I thought North Carolina looked better. Georgia looked better than that Ohio State team. But you finish the year 9-1, highest finish number 4 in the country since 1939, and you put yourself in a preliminary area to where overall, you're actually not in a bad spot to where maybe you do feel like, oh, I can spend a little bit of money. Oh, I'm in a, you know, I know where I'm at. Oh, this is about right. But A&M has a big problem that I think a lot of people kind of are forgetting. That offensive line. You lose four starters immediately. After losing four starters, you have to replace the one starter in a different area. And Kenyon Green might be the veteran, but he also has to be the biggest adult in the room. If I'm looking at this roster right now, there is not a player under more scrutiny overall than Kenyon Green. Why is that? It's really simple. Because Kenyon Green has to do it all. He has to be the guy. He has to be the leader of this offensive line. And the biggest thing of all is he's got to be able to tell everyone out there what you do to replace this unit. Here's what he had to say about replacing this unit going into the spring camp. I mean, we can't really duplicate duplicate that that same old line, but, you know, we can work on what we can get better on as a group with this unit. And with that, you know, we just working on the fundamentals, like always, and just trying to get better as a unit so we can have a, you know, a connection, a bond like we did the last 
year or so. Fundamentals are always going to be key for any offensive line. If you can't have the proper footwork, you can't deliver the right punch. If you can't deliver the right punch, it allows an offensive lineman to be off balance. If he's off balance, it allows a pass rusher to get into the backfield. If a pass rusher gets into the backfield, a play is disrupted. And of course, we all know what happens. It becomes chaos. So fundamentals are really important. But what's interesting is that, again, this is the same offensive line minus one player. Since 2000 and really 18, each season, one player has changed. It was Jared Hawker. It was, um, yeah, it was Jared Hawker. It was Colton Prater playing a guard at the time. And it was Ryan McCollum kind of switching in out. Eric McCoy, Dan Moore, and Carson Green. After that, it was no more Eric McCoy. Prater moved in. And the Green Mile was formed with Green taking over next to Carson on the right side. This past offseason, you lose um, you lose Colton Prater. McCollum comes in and you switch Hawker and Kenyon Green. Why is that? Naturally, because of you need to see what you're going to be facing off against as a left tackle. I think it's very heir apparent that Dan Moore leaving the team opens up that left tackle position And while Chris Morris, the four-star out of Arkansas, is a very talented player, and I do think could be the next left tackle for two seasons, because if I do think that, unlike Green, he would have to stay for two years to be able to earn his keep as a high-end draft pick, Green is the next guy. Green is your left tackle. And when you're the left tackle, you have responsibilities that nobody else does. You have to be, number one, all in on the quarterback. Quarterback gets it hit. Quarterback goes through anything. You have to be ready for it. A quarterback, you know, pressure comes to his side. You have to protect him. The running game, you have to be the lead blocker. Left tackle is so important. I'm not saying that right tackle isn't, but left tackle still is the dominant side because more times than not, you're facing off against a right-handed quarterback, and that's the easiest way for a turnover to happen. If it's the left side is wide open to where a quarterback is standing in the pocket and they get head hit head on ball flies out of their hand it's the easiest way so of course green is going to be that leader as the one returning starter from the team here's what he had to say about being a leader yeah absolutely um i feel like you know i have to you know with the experience i have so you know that's that's the thing i need to work on and i'm getting better with that so I feel like I'm doing pretty good at it. Uh, right now, I'm 100% playing tackle right now. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it right now, you know, getting back in the groove of, you know, being on the outside and everything. Um, being more patient, you know, at guard, you know, you can stone people, you can get on them quick. At tackle, you know, you got to be a little patient, you know, be more loose and everything. You know, I'm, I was all thinking about, you know, strength, you know, stoning people. But right now, you know, I got to be more finesse. So I think that that answers your question about who's playing left tackle because you kind of just said it. I've been taking only reps at left tackle right now. And I think that's a big thing is that when you're a leader, it comes in so many different ways than just being, you know, the vocal guy or being the veteran or being any of these things. You know, every friend group has a guy. And I don't mean to go straight up whole Colin Cowherd style, but every friend group has a guy. 
you have your friends who are definitely going to be around and they want to go out and they want to have a good time, but they don't know what they want to do. Then you have your friends who are probably going to go home early. And then you have your homebodies who, if there's not a set plan, they don't really feel like it. And then you have the leader, the guy who is, this is the plan. This is where we meet up. This is what we're doing. Let's get it done. Let's all have a good time. In this offensive line behind a quarterback who still has barely played, whether it be Haynes King or Zach Calzada, as as Anaya Smith said yesterday, it's one of these two. You have to have a leader on that offense. And Anaya Smith can lead the wide receivers. Isaiah Spiller can lead the running backs. You need a leader on the offensive line. And it's about patience. I love that word, patience. Because of everyone has to be patient this offseason. Kenyon Green has to be patient with this play, transitioning from a left guard to a left tackle. Jimbo Fisher has to be patient that Green is going to be able to play left tackle so he can set the rest of the depth chart. The other offensive players have to be patient that everything will work out when they know their set positions. And the quarterback has to be patient knowing that the five best offensive linemen are going to be blocking for him. But Kenyon Green has to be patient because if he, on top of learning his position that he played at Atascacita High School and was renowned for, has to be patient with the receivers, with the offensive linemen. He can't get overworked that a young player like a Josh Bankhead misses a block in practice. He cannot get overworked if Chris Morris or Ruben Fathery, when he shows up, plays the right tackle role and misses an assignment. He's got to be patient. Leadership is not about being a guy who just has the title of captain or being a title of, you know, someone else. We all say the quarterback's the leader of the team. There's a bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL who would definitely not be considered the leader of the team. That's why they don't wear the C on their chest. And sometimes that's a big problem. But other times, it's because of people don't believe that they have that capability, that mentality to take you to that next level. Kenyon Green is the leader. And honestly, I would say he is the leader of the offense because of before Anaya Smith started making plays left and right as a receiver, as a running back, before Isaiah Spiller was told, you're going to be our feature back for the next three years, before... Damani Richardson was told, you're going to be having a multitude of roles on our defense. Before DeMarvin Leal was told, you're going to be our highest graded player entering 2021. One name was a starter as a freshman going into week one. And that was Kenyon Green. So I'm not even sure if he's not just the leader of the offense. He may be the leader of this team. Because if he has the most playing experience of the young core that is on this roster right now. Don't you hate when you have to go to a car shop to go ahead and get something fixed that you can do yourself? I mean, seriously, half the time because if I drive an Audi, I have to go back into the dealership, pay for a service fee, a shipping fee, and then an installment fee, and I can do all that if I just know where to shop. Now I do at rockauto.com. 
RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything you need from taillights to brake pads to engine modules. So whatever you're trying to drive, whether that be a daily driver or a refurbished classic, they have the parts needed for you to be able to succeed. Go ahead and go visit RockAuto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com, it's the place to be. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. 25 minutes. If you give me 25 minutes, I will be able to get you caught up on everything you need to know about what is going on in the sports world. Okay, well, I won't be the guy doing that, but Peter Bukowski of Locked On Today will. Our brand new show talks about every major sporting event going on in the realm today, including MLB, NBA, and of course the NFL Draft. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So again, I'm talking about Kenyon Green today, and Kenyon to me is the leader of the team. I think he has to be, because again, he's seen the most snaps. And that leadership role is not always supposed to be thrown on veterans. It's not always supposed to be thrown on the guys who are the big dogs, the top positions, the linebackers, the quarterbacks, the, you know, the superstar wide receivers. It's supposed to be the guy who does the most for the team. And when I look at this team, there's two players who do more for this roster than anyone else. The first is Anaya Smith, because if I want to play him on the perimeter... He's going to be successful. If I want to play him on the outside, he's going to be successful. Slot, successful. Out of the backfield as a running back, successful. If I want to play him at quarterback, I'm not sure he would be great, but he'd get the job done. That's what he is. Versatile. The other versatile player is Kenyon Green. Because of not only can he play left tackle, but before he played left tackle for the Eagles, he played center for a year. When he was growing up, He played center and guard. At Texas A&M, in two years, he's played the right guard as part of the right side of the offensive line, which was known as the Green Mile in 2019. And he's played the left side to be the next Dan Moore. He actually spoke a little bit about why he is so versatile and how he learned to play this type of role while growing up. Uh, When I was little, you know, my dad, Henry Green, just... Instilled in me, you know, learn everything you can. You know, it can help you in the future. And right now, it's helping me. You know, I can play anything. I feel like I'm comfortable, you know, at center guard and tackle. So, right, um, center is probably the hardest position on the line. You know, you got to call mics. You have to snap the ball. You have to, you know, make sure little adjustments and everything. Because you're the, you're the leader. You know, you're the you where the play starts at. So, you know, doing that, that's very important. And, you know, Luke Matthews is playing that right now. He's doing a phenomenal job, you know, coming back from his injury and everything. I do appreciate what he is saying here because of, yeah, center is the probably most important position. I think a lot of people kind of overshoot it. There was a reason why Colton Prater was the center. It was because of everyone viewed him as the smartest offensive lineman. I don't know if you have to be the leader of the offensive line to play center, though. I really don't. I think you have to be the smartest. You have to have the highest IQ. You have to be able to dissect more than anyone else in a shorter amount of time. That does not make you the leader. It makes you possibly the most valuable. Because at the same time, 
not only are you working one-on-one as the center, you're working as an overall offensive lineman that is connected to the quarterback. Let's get that thing out of the way too. If you're the center, you have to work with the quarterback the most. You have to work with his cadence, his timing, his snap, his delivery, what he is looking for, while also reading the defense, while also making sure your eye does not move off of that middle of the field. And that also means you got to watch on the outside. You got to watch on the corner. You got to watch for a safety blitz, a nickel blitz, an outside corner blitz, a a movement of where they're sending a will backer to play in coverage because of you have the outside cornerback scooting in. You got to be able to do all that. You have to have the highest IQ of the team. And of course, Luke Matthews, who is a player who's come from the Matthews family, which includes his brother, Jake, his cousins, Clay, uh, and Casey, his dad, Bruce, legends at the position, is now playing that role. Here's what he had to say about Luke's transformation. He's doing a great job. You know, I'm not going to, you know, put people in places. You know, I'm just out there playing. So right now I feel like he's doing a great job and, you know, we're getting better as a unit. You want to get better as a unit, but you also want to have the best players out there. I think having Luke Matthews, who, again, I think I've, I've been projecting him to be the starting center for a while, and having Kenyon Green out there. So you're more so older guy in Luke, who would be, I think, a redshirt junior because of technically got the medical redshirt last year. And you have your starting junior and Kenyon Green being able to lead this offensive line. Now you got to find the holes in the other three spots. But for Luke to have a good season, it's a big deal because of he's going to be working with another quarterback once again. And I think what's really cool about this is that Luke, who has been the backup center for two years, has worked with Zach Calzada before. If Zach Calzada is more comfortable as the starter with Luke Matthews, Luke's going to be out there, 100%. But I think also it makes sense that you have your starting center, the one who you feel the most comfortable with, and on top of that, you now know who's playing your left tackle. Those are two holes that are filled immediately, but where are the other three going to be filled? And who's going to be the guys that stick out the most to fill them? The confetti has fallen at the NFL level, and of course the nets have been cut down at the collegiate basketball level, but the NBA and MLB are in full swing, so bets are at an all-time high. Make sure when you go deliver your bet, you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best buyouts, the best bets, and the best wagers every single day when you go visit them on social media at BetOnline underscore AG. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get into the action because of this company has a great deal for you. Go visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save 50% off as a welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. And the NFL draft is right around the corner. That means that we have prospects to talk about. 
and not only will I be talking about them, but the guys over at the Draft Dudes podcast and Locked On NFL Draft will be covering it as well. Draft Dudes features Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino breaking down every single prospect, the highs and the lows, that way you don't have to, and Benjamin Solak and Trevor Sikama at Locked On NFL Draft break down all of their mock drafts, best scheme fits, and what they're hearing going into draft weekend. Subscribe on the Odyssey channel or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So a change of position is always weird. And I think it's always funny because of we talk about how these guys play these positions for a long time. And I don't think enough people realize how often when you get to the next level, you change positions. We had a buddy on our, on our team. He was our right tackle. His name was Josh. He went to Sam Houston state, walked on, actually made the team and actually started, I believe one or two seasons back when we were in high school. He was a right tackle. They played him at right guard because of he was quicker and his body shape allowed him to put on a little bit more weight that let him be more effective inside. It happens at the next level. That same thing that I said about Josh happens with tackles who are supposed to play guards. They're better suited inside. So when you look at this team, and when you look at what Texas A&M needs is a guard to replace Kenyon Green because if he's going to be playing that tackle role. I think always the move for him was to be a tackle, not a guard. But you spend two years at guard, you get accustomed to certain things. Certain blocks, certain assignments, certain roles of where he fits. What does that mean for the overall play? Here's what Green had to say about him transitioning over to the left tackle role. Sir, most definitely. I feel like, you know, I can do the same thing I did at guard. You know, I got confidence that, you know, I can be one of the top O-linemen, you know, in the in the nation this year. From God, every, you know, I pray every every day. I'm just giving him the glory. So without him, is none of this would be possible. So again, the hope is, is that he can be one of the best tackles in the country. But like I said, you're accustomed to sometimes playing a certain position. So when asked about did he want to make the move over to tackle, this is what Green had to say. I'm a team player. Wherever my team needs me, that's why I'm going to play. You know, regardless of the fact, I don't care if I need to play center, play anything, you know, I'm out there trying to help my team to win. That's the that's the main focus. Oh no, I mean, that's on the field. You can be nasty on the field. You know, I'm nice, calm, I'm cool, collected off the field, but on the field, you can see on my tape that, you know, I play with a little a little something to me. So, for starters, you play as a team player, and that's what Kenyon Green is. To me alone, right then and there, that's leadership. Alright, you want to play me at center? So be it, I'll play center. Oh, we need a hole at right tackle? Great, I'll do that. We need to, You need me to play still guard? Great, I'm okay playing here. I already was an All-American style player at this role. That's a leadership standpoint. But I think what's really funny is, I've talked to some people as well about this. Kenyon Green is such a cool guy. He's quiet, he's calm, he doesn't really bring anything to the table. He's just like there. Like, hey, what's up? How's everyone doing? But you watch him on the field, he's like, get out of my way or I will make you get out of my way. 
And that is what is needed at this tackle position. In today's NFL, if you can be smart off the field, smart on the field, but be able to turn off that switch that I think a lot of football players have trouble sometimes doing, you're in a really good spot. Green, the calm, cool, collective guy of the offensive line, is now going to be playing the most important position outside a quarterback in the NFL. And he's going to have his shot to right away be able to make an impact. So I look at this and I go, okay, if you were playing with that cool, calm demeanor at guard at that level, what can you do at tackle? It doesn't really matter. I think that no matter what, if he plays well enough next year, he's going to be in the conversation for a first-round draft pick. But I do believe if he can play the same way he did at guard, where he does at tackle, you're setting yourselves up for a lot more success. I mean, more than you could possibly imagine. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, let's talk with Jimbo Fisher, see what he had to say about how the first couple of weeks of spring ball have gone. And also, another player has opted out from Texas A&M basketball. Who is that? We'll be discussing that and much, much more. We will see you tomorrow. And remember, give them y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.